Hello and welcome to Comic Solving Problems. I'm Stephen Allen. And I'm Eric McElroy. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to our first show of Series 5, which is now weekly on Wednesdays. Is it? And I know, yeah, this is it. This is today. This is the Wednesday. This is Series 5 of the show. And I know being on a Wednesday is going to make you think of the English proverb, Monday for wealth, Tuesday for health, Wednesday the best day of all, Thursday for crosses, Friday for losses, Saturday no luck at all. I'm surprised you didn't say it with me, Steve. Uh, Did you make that up or is there something that... No! That's you, I spent a good hour on the internet trying to find something that makes Wednesday special and there was nothing. <laughs> That is, until right now. Mm. Wednesdays are special, everyone. It's not just hump day anymore. We are your hump. I don't know if that's quite what I meant to say, but we're very excited to be here. So welcome to the show. Um, if you are joining us on the YouTube, uh, please get into the chat because in between solving the four world problems that we will conquer in the show as still pretty much out of work comedians. Um, we will be chatting with you in the chat so you can keep up with us there. And when you do that, if you want to, you can also subscribe to the YouTube channel. We appreciate that very much. And if at some point during any of what you see, you think, wow, those guys clearly spent hours or even maybe a minute writing some jokes for this evening. I'm going to chuck them a Kofi. You can do that. We accept different currencies. We accept any currencies. We still have very few gigs in our diary uh, as we apparently are coming out of lockdown. But anyway, I'm sure we'll talk about that later. But thank you for joining us on our new night for our new weekly show, uh, which is in its fifth series. Yeah, fifth series. Who who would have thought when we started this we'd get this far? Literally no one. People watching it, us, any of the reviewers, no one thought we'd have got this far. Yeah, well, some of the reviewers... They they wanted us to not get this far. <laughs> Only reason we're still doing anyway. it is just to thumb our noses at people. That's right, those bastards. Um, but uh, we've got problems. We've got solving. And uh, Steve, I think you're going to do it first. Uh, yep. Yeah, I wish to look at uh, one of the problems that we should be sorting out. Okay. And this, I think, is just explained by the first headline. Queen's portrait removed after vote by Oxford University students. And uh, I saw that headline and thought, I didn't realise that Freddie Mercury would upset that many people. Hey! It's not that Queen. <laughs> but, you know, it's not that much of a serious story, I would have thought. You see that, you think, OK, it doesn't really matter. They took a picture down from some university common room. Eric, would you like to see the offending picture that was on the wall in the university commons room? Is it appropriate for us to watch? Are we past the threshold of when we can see these sorts of things? Definitely after the watershed. So, all right, um, here it is. Okay. Oh, hang on. No, sorry. That's that's every other university room, um, probably in the seventies and eighties that had that on there. That's look. That picture is disgraceful. Uh, people shouldn't mock it because an intimate itch is nothing to be laughed at. But also, what a sexist picture. Look where all the balls have landed on this side of the net, implying that she's not good at tennis. Take a seat, you <laughs> sexists. But anyway, that's not the actual picture. Uh, would you like to see the actual offensive picture that was taken down from the University Commons room? Okay, Here it is. I'm braced. There it is. Um, the Queen, back in the old quilf days. And that's, I mean, yeah, she's, but that's fair enough. Do you know what? That's not necessarily a picture that I'd have on my wall. Take it down if you don't want that picture. And they had a vote for it, and yeah. it's democracy and everything. If you don't like that picture, take it down. Surely there's not going to be a problem. We, we don't want to live in a country where you're forced to have a picture of your leader on the wall. We all know of the one place that does that. 
a place that we've written about many times, uh, North Korea. Mm-hmm. And actually, I was thinking that today. If I were Kim Jong-un, and for the record, I'm not, I wouldn't okay. want that to be the rule, that there have to be pictures of me on people's walls, because if anyone oh. doesn't want photographic evidence of how things have changed over the years, it's Kim Jong-un. <laughs> mm, something's different about him between those two. P- but anyway, who, who I think his hair's different. That's what it is. His yeah. hair is Definitely, definitely, definitely different. So that's the news story. They didn't want a picture. They voted to take it down. End of. Boom. Apart from the reason that they gave for taking down this picture was that uh, it was a symbol of recent colonial history because it was a picture of the Queen. I mean, maybe, but no more than being in the UK is reminiscent of recent colonial history. If you're in Oxford... yeah. Is it made more colonial by having a picture <laughs> of the Queen on the wall? Uh, they said the reason they wanted to do it was to make it more welcoming. And I have to say, if you want to make uh, Magdalen College more <laughs> more welcoming, have a vote about how you pronounce that. What's that G doing in there? That is there so that working class people like me feel like we're not invited when posh people say, oh no, you, you don't sound the G. Oh, Magdalen, hmm. It just seems... Now you know how I feel yeah. as an American. Well, exactly. Just feels really weird to be given a lecture on privilege by people going to Oxford University. It's a strange look. I am um, that's that's more the only issue for me because I don't particularly care about whether we have a royal family or not. I'm not a royalist in any sense. I mean, look, I think we treat our heads of state better than they do in other countries. In France, they beheaded their royals, and the leaders that they've got left now don't have a great time of it because Macron got slapped. Ooh. And it has to be said, now you can tell that mask now padded. But they, they just, it's a bit more stylish over there, isn't it? To slap a leader. It's got a bit of style. Over, like in America, uh, your previous leaders, George W. Bush, had a shoe thrown at him. Over here, we had John yep. Prescott. He had an egg thrown at him. To be fair, he always looked mm-hmm. like he enjoyed his food. But over in France, the slap. Nice. It's quite stylish and probably means he's been invited to a duel. We'll, we'll more on that story if and when it breaks. Yeah. But. The thing that bothers me about it, and again, have a picture up or don't have a picture up, totally up to you. But I think your reasoning for it can be argued against, with one student saying that patriotism and colonialism are not really separable. Yeah, they are, because they're different. Yeah. Like today, Gareth South- Southgate wrote a letter that was patriotic. At no point in it did he decide mm-hmm. to try and re-establish some colonies. They're different things. You can, like, let's do a football analogy. You can like a football team without wanting yeah. that football team to invade all the other football teams. Can you? Yeah, you could be a, a Luton Town supporter and think, I'd like to get some trophy in our cabinet by winning competitions, not by invading other people's football grounds, nicking what's in their cabinets and moving it into ours. They're totally separate. They're trying to set up a system where, unless you hate this country, you are then guilty of an associated crime. And that's just, it just seems absolutely ridiculous. I'd quite like to be proud of this country because I don't have any other countries to be proud of. And there must be some things that I can be happy about without being a colonist again. Um, But before I get too upset, even in the notes of the meeting and the things the students have said, they are reasonable in the scope of how upset anyone should be. They've said, uh, we are not capable of cancelling the Queen. And that's a really worthwhile point. It's just a picture. They're not banning the Queen from turning up. I'm sure she could still go there if she wanted to. I mean, she's not allowed to play cricket. 
fairly sure of that. But otherwise, <laughs> and other people might be banned as well. I imagine that the uh, new child of Harry and Meghan wouldn't be invited because with a name like Lilibet, uh-huh. it's a name that would remind you of recent colonial history. So that kid's not allowed. Um, and before we yeah. move on from there as well, I do like that Lilibet. Do you like that? It's an, I think it's a great name yeah, for, an, cute. for an online betting casino. Um, <laughs> it is a strange time we live in where people are called Lilibet and yet actual online gambling things are called Paddy Power. That's a bloke's name. Anyway, so that's again, that's that's an aside. Um, but to all of those people who somehow find it fearful that the there's a picture of the Queen and you might somehow find it not welcoming, good luck spending most of your time running away from Postman because she's on the stamps. Oh, my God. So keep your head down. Study hard. You go to university. You go to Oxford. You'll do well. And then good luck giving away all the money that she's on. Ah! <laughs> so, I mean, I don't really know if I've solved that problem, but it just feels like... They're the wrong people yeah. to be giving us lessons. Yeah, and I got—I mean, there's a couple things there. One, going back to Lilibet, I mean, if you're worried about her name giving you colonial flashbacks, I think it's the last name that you'd be concerned about. Oh, is it? Is it the Mountbatten Windsor? I mean, that doesn't really say 21st century, does it? What, Windsor? I mean, it's hyphenated. But, but the, win- yeah, but the Windsor the- part is lovely. Barbara Windsor. Are you going to say something yeah. harsh about the dearly departed Barbara oh God, Windsor? no, I would, never, I would never say anything about exactly. Windsor. I'm not, I, I don't want my house to get burned down. I'm not saying that. She's absolutely divine. Joke about the Queen so all you want, her. but you, you joke about her. <sighs> Carry on, Barbara. Carry on. Uh, the other thing about being patriotic about a country, I, too, have a British passport. And so, you know, you said you don't have another country to be patriotic mm-hmm. of. I do. I also still have my American passport. Shit. Nothing would be a shame. Would you like there. a turd sandwich or a turd panini? One of them is served with guns. <laughs> yeah. That, who are you going to upset? Even I am okay with upsetting. Like, what's going to happen? The worst case scenario, someone who's really clever at Oxford or really good at rowing, which is more likely, gets upset with me. I yeah. think I can handle that. You can, yeah, probably. Because... I mean, if you've gone to boarding school. Did you? You didn't, you didn't go to boarding school. Did you? you know me well enough, don't you? <laughs> I barely went to school from Sutton Ashfield. We've barely had an education. So yeah, it just seems yeah. weird that all of a sudden, somehow, those people at Oxford University are thinking that they are the victims. Oh my God, you've no idea how lucky you are. I went to Sutton Centre Comprehensive School and you know got out alive, which is a pass. Yeah. I don't think anything with Sutton in the name is considered high quality. But hey, that's where I'm from. Uh, right, into the comment section. Brit says, hi, peeps. Yes. Uh, Mark says, happy Tuesday. Don't confuse people. Uh, Keith says, hi. Is the Wednesday show Thursdays or Tuesdays? <laughs> gotta get this is going to go on for a while, oh, isn't it? Got to get a brain ache, brain freeze thinking about it. Uh, and, uh, well, Mark answers that. It's whichever comes first. Um, so yep. we're up and running. Let's have a look. Uh I have no idea what that... Oh, um, Brit has mashed up all the words of Wednesday, Tuesday, and Thursday into a thing that no one can pronounce. I'll run that through Google, see if you can say it. Um, That's good. Right, let's get into some of the comments going about uh, the actual topics. Oh, here we are. Never mind the G, where's the U? Shouldn't it be spelled Maudlin? Like Maud? Yes. And I'm sure posh people do this with words. They have a word that everyone can, we all know how to say it. You know how to say, I could say that out loud, but they pronounce it differently so that we look stupid and we, they then know that we're not in their group. That's why we have Maudlin. That's why we have Ramsbotham. All of those things. 
That's why they're wonkers. Yes, they are indeed. Uh, Mark says, as long as you don't produce a turd footlong. <laughs> nice. Uh, yep. Um, great hometown. Quarradale says, Russell, you went to Quarradale, did you? Sutton Centre, mate. They wore uniforms. That's how rough we were. We couldn't even have uniforms in Sutton Centre. You didn't, you didn't have uniforms? No. They were lucky if wow. we were dressed. Sutton Centre was like, <laughs> after I left, so it's not my fault, like consistently the bottom of the league tables. It was, I, oh. I just, I've learned to fake it to sound like I didn't scrape through an education. Somehow, I've never yeah. understood how. Because I always thought it's because I wore glasses and that people would then think I was cleverer than I was, even though I'm not clever. Yeah. But then I got my eyes lasered. I thought, that's it now. Everyone's going to think I'm dumb. Some people still think I'm educated. Yeah, <laughs> but you were, your family did call you what? Um, well, Bob was a weird nickname, given that my name's Steve. Um, <laughs> they, they, you told me they called you the clever one. Oh, yeah, but that's, you know, tallest dwarf type vibes. <laughs> but still, yeah. it's it's a hill to be on, <laughs> even if it's a small it hill. Is, yeah. Yeah, you're right. I was yeah. a clever one in my family. A British, a British mountain is called a mountain, even though it's not a mountain, because we have real mountains. Is that one of those other phrases mountains. that you Googled? <laughs> Monday yes. is a mountain and Tuesday is not a mountain. <laughs> it's a proverb about Wednesdays. Oh, is it? Never heard of it. Uh, Chris says, um, uh, oh, we have a local one, um, Trotterscliff. I used to live not too far away from Trotter's Cliff. little drive through Trotter's Cliff. Uh, although he t- says how to pronounce it, otherwise I'd make you have a crack at it. It's spelled Trotter's Cliff, but of course the posh people, Trosley. Were you going to Trosley? Yeah, yes. I, know. I know Trosley, yes. Flipping, yeah. Bunch of... <laughs> there's, there's loads in Kent, though. Meafum being pronounced Mepham and Rutum is whatever the hell that looks like when it's spelt down. Ab- Shibham. Oh, absolute mess. So... Um, uh, let's have a look oh <laughs> yeah Lynn and I are on Steve's channel we've tried to throw some of the things out the uh, the streams go a little bit wider but if you want to be messaging you've got to be messaging on the one I'm wearing a white shirt again so you can't see the YouTube thing uh, gonna have to fix that we'll send that to the uh, IT department uh, once we get those maybe that'll be our new we haven't updated the goal on the Kofi page for a while yeah. so let me make sure that we do that because uh, to get you some new shirts should that be the Give goal? Give me some non-white shirts. <laughs> That's all we need. There we go. Um, and I can say uh, thanks to Mark uh, for a coffee that he's put in there. So we appreciate that. And uh, yeah, if you've got it and uh, you want to get rid of it, we will take it. So I do hope he's talking it. about money. Kofi.com <laughs> forward slash comic solving problems would be muchly appreciated to keep us and my shirts and this project afloat. Uh, meanwhile... Uh, with the, the next story on the go, Mr. Eric McElroy, let's take some of these things off screen. What problems you got? Yes. Well, Steve, this is a problem we've discussed many times before. So this is the problem with vaccines, cray-cray style. Now, I want to be very clear before I talk about this problem. And I'm not talking to you, Steve. I'm not talking to the people watching, Steve. I'm speaking directly to the YouTube algorithm. Both of us believe in the vaccine. Both of us believe in science. We are going to be talking about other people who are cuckoo, cuckoo for crazy puff. So please don't give us a strike. Again. <laughs> we already have a warning. If we have a strike and we disappear from YouTube, it's because they didn't realize we were joking again. So <clears throat> this is about the crazy YouTube or crazy cray cray vaccine people. This is coming from a debate in Ohio in the 
in the United States. So we already are on slippery slope here. <laughs> um, it's about protecting people with the vaccine. And you're going to quickly see that there are some things that we need protection from, and it is from the people who are speaking. The first person we're gonna meet is Dr. She's a doctor. I don't exactly know what of. Dr. Sherry Tenpenny. Here she is. Thinking, if there is a, if you can think of any other product in any other industry that has killed more than 5,000 people stated in the VAERS database, and even if only half of those are true, 2,500 deaths in six months of use, and it's still full court press, full steam ahead. Okay, now that sounds pretty serious. You know, that there's been some deaths reported in a database that could be linked to a potential vaccine. Again, remember algorithm, we don't believe this. <laughs> but the VAERS database is something that people just report from around the country. So anybody could go on and report whatever, it's unverified deaths, but it is a serious statement. And it's not the kind of thing that you don't, you know, if there was a problem, we would want it to get fixed. You know, we're taking the vaccines, we're, I'm gonna give it to my children. You might decide to give a vaccine to your cat. I don't know. I know they're new to your family and you're not sure about them. But um, let's let's see, you know, wh where exactly is she? Is she learning about this? You know, is, is she certain about how it's related to the people of Ohio? Um, for the record, if I missed it here or there, um, of the five and a half million Ohioans who have gotten the COVID-19 shot through today over the last six months, how many do you believe have been killed by that shot? Well... That's a very legitimate question to ask in this debate. Does she know how many people from Ohio have died? I don't know. I... <laughs> That's it. That's all she's got right there. She's thrown out a lot of numbers that have been reported on a self-reported database. It's kind of like an internet poll that she's using to decide the fate of the country. Um, now, you would wonder, Steve, she's a doctor. She's got some numbers. Where does she practice? Does she lecture at a particular university? Let's find out where, you know, she puts these ideas forward. And some of the information that I think had been discussed on your podcast related to EMF frequencies. Okay, it's a podcast, right? Um, I think you might remember uh, when we had a radio show years ago and we interviewed some flat earthers and we asked them, so where is the evidence behind your flat earth beliefs? They're like, uh, a video on YouTube. <laughs> um, which again, we don't believe in the flat earth thing either. Please algorithm, for God's sakes, just let us pass. I shouldn't even mention all these things. But no, all right, you know, let's, she's got a podcast. She's got a doctorate degree in something. Let's hear what she has to say. Maybe. Is it, is it not coming out? No. Um, hmm. I don't know what happened. If I click on six, I think it's going to be something else. Let's see what happens if we click on six. I got nothing. Whoop. Do you want to try and click on, I'm on number five. Yeah, five and six, nothing in there. Huh. That's interesting. Just about to open your folder just so we can see. This is so what's happened now, guys? Is uh, I'll, well, you check that. I'll just fill people in on what's happened. Um, I think YouTube has stopped us in our tracks um, <laughs> because what happens is I load the files and create the show and then send them to Steve. And uh, 
but I believe that so uh, we put them in Dropbox. In the, in the folder in Dropbox, um, you've got file three, four, seven, eight, nine. No five or six. Uh, no five or six. Okay. So solved um, it. There's entertainment. Put money in the Kofi for that. <laughs> um, all right. So let's go on to. Uh, so where does it pick up again? Number seven. Number seven. So um, okay. Well, number seven is a good one. Basically, what she what we've missed out on is that she believes the vaccines are causing people to become magnetic, right? And then I cleverly had a picture of Magneto, who has taken advantage of this. Um, but that's not just how it works for most people. He was exceptional because he was an early adopter of the vaccine. <laughs> how does it work for the rest of us? They put a key on their forehead, it sticks. They can put spoons and forks all over them and they can stick. Because now we think that there's a metal piece to that. Hmm. I wonder how that works exactly. Let's just see here. Uh. Oh my God! I've been magnetized. You had the vaccine, and now that happens. This happened. It must be true. It's not because I licked the key and stuck it to my forehead, and would just edit that out in the final cut on your podcast <sighs> of my podcast. Let me just see how long it. Okay, so she talks about the magnetic. She's got the evidence of the YouTube video with the key that they've licked, clearly. Um, here comes the 5G stuff. There's been people who've long suspected that there was some sort of an interface, yet to be defined, an interface between what's being injected in these shots and all of the 5G towers. And this is where it just gets ridiculous, Steve. We both had the vaccine, this whole 5G nonsense. It totally doesn't exist. There's no, I'm not, I don't have any greater connection to the internet or anything else because of that. Um, because, of, oh my God, what is, can you hear that? What's happening? through a lot better now Whew. kids that's how long it used to take us to get online <laughs> i did not realize how long that clip was going to be when i put that in there <clears throat> should check that i feel a little i don't even need to lick the key now it's just gonna stick i'm sweating <laughs> um that's what it is i'm not magnetized i'm just hot hot but steve yes it's not just you know you can do this and fake it on the internet and cut in things like this there were people at this hearing who were able to prove what she was saying maybe well for fuck's sake <laughs> oh i know what i've done don't worry there were people there who was able to prove what she was By saying. By the way, so I just found out something when I was on lunch and I wanted to show it to you. We were talking about Dr. Tenpenny's testimony about magnetic vaccine crystals. So this is what I found out. So I have a key and a bobby pin here. Oh yeah, boom, motherfucker. I can lean back and I can set a key. I can set a key on my chest. As I don't have quite the chest since I've lost the weight, but still, I can. Oh shit! I can do it. All right. Anybody can, mm. but, but, can she do it with what we call a bobby pin? It sticks to my neck too. I got this. 
Yeah, so if somebody can explain this, <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> I can explain it. <laughs> Any questions? And it falls off. <laughs> Any questions indeed. I know somebody who definitely has questions. It's the woman behind her. Have a look. Explain to me why the key sticks to me. <laughs> so we do need protection, Steve. It's from nut jobs like that. Yeah. God, we do, don't we? There we go. That is terrifying. Oh. Do, do you think they Absolutely. even understand anything about how magnetism works and the kind of magnetism that they're talking about? So not electromagnetism yeah. and the EM spectrums. Not, it's, it's separate. They would interact. But she's talking about ferromagnetic domains being within a solid that align to the spins of the electrons uh, end up in the same direction. You can create a magnetic effect. That's what they would have you believe, Steve. Yeah, because, yeah. But how do you know that? Well, they learnt it. Yeah, but where? Not on YouTube. Where'd you learn? The University of Birmingham, <laughs> but not the University of Birmingham's YouTube page. And what did you have hanging up on the wall at the University of Birmingham? Picture of, the, of queen. the queen. <gasps> oh! No, it's the queen playing te playing tennis, scratching a bum. Actually, yeah, yeah, I do remember that now. That's fine. She was such a good tennis yeah, player. Yeah, there's a service for you. Yeah, mm. twenty love, something oh. like that. Do they do twenty in <laughs> tennis? I don't think they do. I don't. I don't. I just. I just stayed focused on the poster. I didn't really pay attention yeah. to the score. I mean, look. That, that's um, one point with a woman who got the the key to stick to a cleavage. Um, you did it by yeah. licking the key. It just goes to show you can yeah. also do it by having someone else lick your cleavage. So it doesn't matter where the licking is, as long as they come together, you can get key cohesion. Um, I mean, I, I'm sweating enough now that let's see if I can get anything else to. That's not, that's too big. It's not going to... What I hate about these conspiracy that. people is that the lack of ability to answer a question for them is proof. Can you tell me how it works? Then I must be right. Look at that. Oh my God. I'm magnetized to freedom. Well. Uh, uh. <laughs> right. Let's uh, have a look at the comments here. Um, uh, normal services resumed. Catching up on there. It shows everyone a useful wall for us to smack our heads upon. I think they're talking about the wall... Uh, chat to not sure which wall we're talking to there, Brit. Um, um, maybe it's just the wall in the background of the video because that's where you need to smack your head because of what they they were saying. <clears throat> Could be. Oh, geez, that lady is cray cray. Says Shades of North Carolina, uh, Canada. Doctor, um, excuse me. While I pull the fork out of my forehead, strange. This keeps happening post vaccine, eh? <laughs> it's incredible. You just gotta hope you're surrounded by spoons all the time. Yeah. But then the spoons bend. Yeah, we could do some of that. Yeah, imagine if you got that superpower. That'd be cool. That'd be nice. Just the rubby thing. Uh, Mark says, read the 5,000 COVID death statement. Just wait till she sees the database of gun deaths. <laughs> I was thinking that right at the start. A product that's been associated with uh, up to 5,000 deaths. Yeah, I can think of another one. Yeah, yeah I've read another one. Maybe that's the reason why bullets are going through so many Americans is the bullets are made of metal. And as people get vaccinated, the bullets will be drawn to more people. Yes. I mean... That's what it is. Again, as much as we don't believe it, if we just leave a gap so we can edit it and say, yeah, so that's why there's been an increase in gun deaths since people have been vaccinated. And then just put that clip on stupid social media and those, they'll love us. Yeah, they love us and we'll get blamed. We'll get kicked off Twitter or YouTube. Um, Chris Curling says, the whistling sound in her case is her case plummeting to its natural conclusion. 
Uh, Chris Hood says, but Mark, guns don't kill people. And Mark says, you're right, Chris. It's the bullets. Yeah. It's the vaccine. It's the vaccine. It depends on how fast the bullet's going. Yeah. Because if you just take the bullet and bang it on your head, it might eventually explode. Yeah. Uh, Britt says, anti-climax method. Could be when I didn't uh, have the the video come up. Uh, Flatties are oppressed, in my opinion. The flat earthers. Oh, the flat earthers, Mm. says I bucket. Are they though? No, they're idiots. It's a global problem. Yeah. Um, Bearberg says boomer. Uh, Chris Hood says magnetic interference. Eric, I think so. Yeah, mm. clearly they found us out. Um, is the video where she's standing and breathing all at the same time? <laughs> Multitasking is a bit Gosh. much for her. Yeah. <laughs> so Chris Hood. Um, Mark says I had my second ex- Oxford AstraZeneca vaccination today, feeling slightly rough, but other than that, okay. Mm. Are you feeling magnetic? Yeah, I was feeling drawn to you today, Mark. Don't be careful when you walk past the fridge, otherwise you'll just be on there forever. <laughs> just stuck there until it wears off, and you need an- another one. Although, if you're going to get stuck to something, the fridge would be a good place yeah. to be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, John McLaren says, LOL. I'll take that. I'll take that as one for us. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Curling says, there's an interface missing between her and her grip on reality. <laughs> uh, Mark Daniels, uh, Mark Randall says, dial up fart. Did it look like I was farting? Um, I said, I was putting it in there. I think I, sh- I did chart myself a little bit. Um, I bog it says, some people are magnetic all the time. You could probably stick a spoon to your collarbone if you tried. It's actually true. Yeah, but didn't they work out that those people who can stick spoons to them, it's clammy skin is the issue. Yeah. A bit of clam. I think so, especially if you're in Ohio. Mainly clam. That's the problem. I don't know. Mainly clam. That's what it is. They have the intelligence of a clam. Um, uh, Chris Hood recommends that Mark steers clear of iron tablets. Yes. Since he got his... Uh, or oh, if you are if you are magnetic, um, just take hmm. a just lie on your back in a swimming pool and see if you slowly turn around to face north. <laughs> That's a good way to check. That that would be the kind of science I could believe in. <laughs> Britt says Magneto Magneto was the first person who had his vaccine injected into his bum. They opted for only arms after that. <laughs> uh, that explains his power. Yeah. Bearberg says dial up for dial tones. Seems fitting. Yeah, it's true. And uh, and then now people are just talking. Where have you been? Where have you been, John? John's been around. We'll let them just catch up on that chat there. And um, here's a uh, question for you, Mark. Um, what are what you talked about re-magnetism alignment? Oh, Mark, don't get him started on actual science for fuck's sake. Um, uh, is how MRR scans work. MRI scans work by magnetizing the water inside you, then using a second magnet to wiggle them, thus making them visible for scanning. Well, the interesting thing about um, MRI, which magnetic resonance imaging called that in the healthcare industry, because actually it just used its scientific name, NMR, Uh but people don't like the N of NMR, it's nuclear magnetic resonance. And because it had the Uh word nuclear in it, people are like, I'm not gonna go in there. Oh, we'll call it an MRI Uh machine then instead. So um, the spin of the nucleus, this is not the same as the spin of an electron though, but the spin of the nucleus, Uh um, when you, you then create a radio field, no, the other way around, the magnetic field, but you inject radio waves, and that's enough energy because the uh, spin states of the nuclei are quantum, quantum 
what's the quantized that's the phrase of course they would be everything's quantized when you get down to that level the photon of radio waves will be uh, absorbed by the nuclei and it changes its spin when it's emitted that's what you detect it depends whether you're looking at it as just to, to quote do a bit of classic de Broglie, whether you're looking at it as a wave or looking at it as particles for particles that's how you'd explain it then there's also an issue with coupling you have to decouple um, to actually get a sense of where the carbon atoms are and things but yeah that's it's basically what we're talking about and yet, and yet, somehow, some crazy ass doctor who just spouts some rubbish. I've got a question I can't answer, so I must be right. That's on the, the internet, and I'm not. Well, I am, but nowhere near as successfully. Damn it! You know the nice thing about listening to Doctor Ten Penny's podcast is she doesn't bother with all those details. They've just yeah, you know, actually learning how NMR works. Yeah, learning about magnetism means that somehow <sighs> I'm an idiot who's going to be patronized by crazy people on TikTok. Uh, why don't you go and learn? God, I get so much of that. Uh, if, why don't you just go and find out about about magnetism, actually? <laughs> you just go find out about it. I got this magic kit I could show you. Yeah. Um, right, we'll do a couple more of these, and then we'll move on to our next story. Um, I bug it says explains the rise of knife crime. Fair <laughs> enough. That's very good. Um, Shades of uh, North Canada. Uh, regarding spoons, I haven't spooned in a long time. Oh. Well, no. get your second vaccine. That'll sort that oh. out. Uh, Mark says, to be honest, my metal framed glasses won't come off. <laughs> um, Steve off on one anyone for a brew yeah. says Chris Curley you could probably make it boil by the time well it depends whether it will boil quickly or not which is based on air pressure as well as temperature uh, because the boiling point is a function of both um, alright two more uh, and then uh, we'll move on before you tell us more science time to run head first into a wall again lol says Brit and Mark Randall says the initial oh, don't oh, not Mark again. The initial magnetic causes all the water molecules to point in the same direction, the swimming pool in reverse. So don't lie in a swimming pool to see if you're a magnet. There we go. And uh, John says they taught that at Sutton. No, well, they didn't. Even, they didn't even teach us how to use who and whom at Sutton. I left that school not really <laughs> been able to do much. They taught that. I didn't even trust you to wear a uniform. Yeah, yeah I couldn't tie a tie um, at school, honestly. Uh, I think we're caught up if you're enjoying that. And if you want Steve to stop telling us about science, give us a call. And that's what the next topic is. Sorry, strap in. Um, <laughs> the next problem is, well, it's. I just thought we should do a bit of an update on how we're being impacted by COVID. This show kind of came out of COVID, so it's. we should you know, give it lip service every so often. So bad news. UK COVID, COVID cases saw by 74% of the last week were about the highest daily jump since February. And in some of the small print there, Professor Neil Ferguson uh, says that there's a chance of a substantial third wave. And I think we have to be honest, waves seem to be like sequels. Like The first one was impressive, the second one's annoying, and the third one is just done to make money for big corporations. And you're right, I should point out I'm kidding. I'm not saying the third wave is some sort of fate conspiracy. Because... Every time I talk, I think it's worse when I do the pretend conspiracy stuff. And YouTube <laughs> takes off our videos because they think I'm actually some conspiracy nut because I have a sarcastic yeah. voice. I think it's as simple yeah. as that. And actually, it's not just when I'm talking about conspiracies. I sound sarcastic all the while. It causes problems. Do you take this woman to have and hold? I do. What? What's wrong with that? So <laughs> it is, it's a difficult setup. But look, the, the conspiracies are part of the problem. 
One of the reasons why people are being hospitalised with this Delta wave that we're getting in the UK is because they've not had both shots. Have there been enough pressure for people to get shots? Some people are saying no because of conspiracies. A little update on some conspiracy theories. There's a new Bill Gates conspiracy theory going around on, what's that, Facebook? What? Well, it must be true if it's on your Facebook. I don't really know what the new Bill Gates one is. What, after the divorce his wife's going to get half of the controller chips or uh, she's going to be in charge of us in the week and he gets to be in charge of us every other weekend and all he can do is just like send us to the zoo. So I'm not really sure how that one works. Um, one of my favourite ones that I argue with people a lot about is it's not a vaccine, actually. You should uh, learn something, Steve. Uh, it's not a vaccine. It's gene therapy. It's not. No, that's not what's <laughs> happening at all. And the, the annoying thing is the reason they think that is based on truth. They've just misunderstood the science. And it, the, well, I'd, I'd take that lesson from people so much more if they weren't clearly the kind who were sitting around in front of their keyboards at home with their drink that's got artificial sweetener in and the cigarette. I'm going, I'm not having that mocking my body. It changes the DNA. Mm, or oh, fetch me pie. I'm not having that mocking me. Like, <laughs> I would only take that lesson from someone who was so clean living that they'd probably buy things from Goop. And even then, some of the people who buy things from Goop put a jade egg up the foof so you, unless you wipe that down first don't be teaching anyone about it. they misunderstand messenger rna doesn't change your dna anywhere near as much as smoking does because it definitely changes your dna it's just it, it's annoying people say things like uh i don't see how it could be a vaccine because I, I don't understand how they could make a vaccine in less than a year yeah it's because you don't understand how to make vaccines Simple as that, isn't it? You're not an expert on vac. I don't understand how they can make Maltesers that don't look like at least a little bit of it was touching the table when the chocolate set. How do they do that? And yet, I don't understand it, but I don't spend my time online going, well, it's not food. Mm. So I get annoyed. Obviously, you know, I get annoyed. Uh, but I understand why these conspiracy theories do well. They are more mm. interesting than truth. So... Here's an injection yep. that changes your DNA and makes you churn out a pathogen inside your body <sighs> is a so much more exciting way than saying, oh, they've made a like a faked virus that makes your cells put out the spiky part of the virus. So your, your body recognizes it and then will fight off the actual spiky bits from the actual virus should you be infected. Dull. Like, for example, when you see a headline like this in the news, the Pfizer jab recipients have lower antibody targeting uh, Indian variant study suggests really important but just dull nowhere near as exciting as this headline vaccine makes you pair with bluetooth and sends what you see to jeff bezos oh, nowhere near <laughs> true but you'd click on it and that's the yeah. problem we live in a, an era of clickbait and conspiracy theories are better clickbait than truth which is why so many people pay attention to conspiracy theories so hopefully i've sorted out why i'm annoyed with so much of the discussion that happens about covid right <clears throat> Let's get into the actual news that's happening here in the UK. The Delta variant means that people in Lancashire and Greater Manchester have been told by the government to minimise travel. So the Tories have found her way to get the Northerners to stay up in the north. They faked the whole thing. They got a bat and somehow got it to make sweet love to a pangolin just to keep the Northerners up north. I knew it. And Facebook algorithm and YouTube algorithm, if you're listening, I'm kidding. But it's too late now. <laughs> we would have been taken down for that. Yep. Stay. Doesn't believe I love the idea of people, people in uh, Lancashire, stay where you are. As if they ever want to travel anywhere else. Going yeah, out of that there London. 
They're not going anywhere. Uh, yeah, the number of times I've been up there and people, oh, London. Yeah, don't fancy that London. Oh. What? I was up in Luton once and someone told me that they'd never been to London. Oh, it's too far. Bedfordshire. It's so <laughs> far away. That's where that is. Yeah. Um, right. Let's uh, see what's been happening in the uh, in the comments section. Um, watched A uh, watched pot's never spoons, says Chris Hood. Um, is that because of magnetism? It must be. But then there's a discussion about the kind of pot that they're talking about. Uh, a man with a beard is just a man without a beard with a beard. Simple, says Chris Curling. Hmm. Fair I enough. think we should have our pause for thought on the show. Hmm. It's another proverb. I found that one on the line, online as well. It's about Wednesdays. Um, read the third wave, says Mark Randall. Just wait until the one that makes you sound like Jar Jar Binks. I don't even think I could do a Jar Jar Binks impression anymore because it's probably racially offensive. Uh, yeah, I don't know, probably. I don't know, but I don't know what race. I mean, he's not a race. He's a CGI alien. But I don't want to be offensive to the rest of his species who aren't Jar Jar Binks because the rest of them might not yeah. be absolute tools. Yeah. And the rest of them might not be CGI. So you need to be yeah, careful. Yeah, it's true. Um, I Boggett says, was the third or fourth strain... Uh, going to be worse now, just fades out, hopefully. Yeah, actually, that is true. Hopefully, as the strains continue, it will be more spreadable but less fatal. Mm. Although you yeah. do have to be careful with long COVID, because I know we don't think you've had it. I definitely have had COVID, and it. we talked about this on the radio today. It's changed my bogeys. Um, that's one of the symptoms of long COVID that I've got. No one's talking about this in the, in the mainstream media. It's made really? my bogeys so much harder that... It's it's problematic. Are you sure you're just not drinking enough water? I'm drinking plenty of water. My my snot is like glue. My bogies are like some form of set resin. And I pierce the delicate inside of my nasal passages every time I do an impression of Samantha from Bewitched. So no one's talking about this. I get in trouble for eating a banana and you've just now spent 30 seconds talking about your bogies. My post-COVID bogies. <laughs> it's a very important <laughs> difference. Um, well, as long as you don't eat them, I suppose. The Oh, you wouldn't be able to get through them. No, <laughs> not at all. You have to soak them like some sort of weird bean. Uh, Bayerberg, shots are not popular because everyone is all about those stabbings. Badum tish, says Bayerberg. Thank you. After all the times that Bayerberg has been in the chat saying this is a show that I need to write jokes for, it's great that we saw an example of one of your jokes. We'll get back to you. We'll get back to you on that. Damn. <laughs> this is... The revenge is best served cold. Like um, two months ago, <laughs> he made that comment about need to write jokes for us, and it's just waiting, yeah. just waiting in there. He has been. Steve has been talking about that off camera yeah, a little bit. for a while. Um, I think the next Kofi goal should be a new soapbox for Steve to get on. Don't trust the soap manufacturers, Big Pharma. Um, what <laughs> are Maltesers uh, still a thing? They are, but how do they make them? Like if you had a honeycomb center you can make that circular i have no idea how you could chisel it i don't know and then yeah. you coat it in chocolate you can't hold it there are no little bits where pins have stuck in it how is there not a flat side where it's been resting on a tray that's just the way they're born mm. i think we've got to the bottom of the biggest controversy out there flat earth no one cares i don't care if the planet's a sphere how are maltesers a sphere well, maybe those aliens that they've been seeing in the U.S., those unidentified flying objects, the aliens come down and they make them. They poo out Maltesers? Yeah. Hmm, fits. Uh, Mark, That's an alien chocolate pocket. I can't disprove it, so therefore it must be true, using the yep. logic of the conspiracy theorists. Go down to that there London 
uh, is the rugby league on, says Mark Randall. That there, London. Um, are pangolins covered in chocolate the same as a crunchy? Oh. Uh, Ibogget <laughs> says, no, that's armadillos, to Chris's comment. Uh, Brit, each viral wave is, wor- uh, is, like, is worse like films. Let's hope we don't get carry-on COVID. Are you having a go at Dame Barbara Windsor? How very dare you, Brit. Yeah, we are not. I won't even touch that. We've learned That's the third rail. (laughs) The third rail. Armadillos, I thought they were a Turkish delight, says uh, Mark Randall, Bayerberg. More spreadable, but less fatal. Um, I should call her. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) you're a twofer. I'm loving it. Dime bars, says I bog it. Harry Enfield, circa 1996. That's the kind of uh, up-to-date references that we do on the show. Anything from mid-90s. Okay. Um, yeah. Although Bayerberg gave us a touche. So it's speaking French. I've got no idea what that's about. But thanks for that. Yeah, slap him in the face. Yeah. <laughs> touche. Macron. Down with Macronia. <laughs> uh, Maltesers are held in a, in a magnetic field, says John. That would make sense. And then the direction that the Malteser yeah. spins in is dictated by the quantized states of the nuclear spin. Of course, the nucleus is just Maybe. honeycomb. Just, yeah, hmm. don't get started. Hmm. Maybe the Maltesers have the vaccine in them. Hmm. And that's what holds must them together. Be in the little holes. That's what the M is for in the mRNA. Malteser RNA. <laughs> um, are Maltesers made in a mold, says Chris Curling. Are they all? Are they all identical? Yeah, they are kind of, aren't they? Hmm. That sounds. I don't believe in molds. Hmm. Um, I was thinking the same. Says Mark. Uh, two people are thinking the same. And Maltesers. Oh. Honestly, I think we should do this on the next time we do a show. Whenever that is. Whenever that comes first. We, I need to yeah. find out how Maltesers made. All right. We could do a spin-off. Just called How a Maltese is Made each week. Um, like everything else, Maltesers are simply two harmonious things wibbling about each other. Oh, they are, I, says I bog it. That makes sense. Because then you can have classical Newtonian ways of analyzing the vibrations. Mark Randall, I was looking for sure. something more spreadable but less fatal. And that's why I'm banned from Tesco. Bayerberg, if you want to do a joke that fits in the show, you just put those words at the end of it. That's why I got bad. How is this show not sponsored by Tesco yet? It's had more mentions on here than anywhere else. I'm surprised they haven't complained. Yeah, they will. When the YouTube <laughs> algorithm gives it some. Um, uh, the process used to coat something in smooth chocolate is panning, says Brit. Panning involves slowly mm. pouring chocolate over the centres, or the item being chocolate coated. This is the kind of thing that should be ASMR. <clears throat> mm. No. The process used to coat something in smooth chocolate is panning. Panning involves slowly pouring chocolate over centers, or the item being chocolate-coated in a pan which is constantly tumbling, hurtling towards the center of the earth through an impossibly deep hole. God, I'm amazed they sell them for so little. I've got got them right in my ear doing that. Right in his ear. Taking it out. <laughs> okay, we got to move on to our final story. I can't take this anymore. Um, if you're enjoying it, please uh, give a Kofi so I can get a different kind of headset so I can just get him out. <laughs> noise Jeez. reducing where I am the noise. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. Are we ready for our final problem of, uh, of this show? Yeah, hit me. It's the problem of Wiener. Anthony Weiner. 
you remember uh do you remember good old anthony weiner from back in the good day old a weiner a Weiner, basically. This is a man, his real name is Weiner, and he was a member of the House of Representatives in the United States, and he, he also ran for mayor of New York. But he got into a little bit of trouble because he accidentally started sexting pictures of his junk uh, to various people. And it didn't help that he was married to a woman named Huma, who was actually a advisor to Hillary Clinton, and he ended up storing images on Huma's laptop, which also contained some of Hillary Clinton's emails, thus leading to the presidency of Donald Trump. <laughs> a wiener gave us a Trump, is basically what happened. happened. Well... This was all the way back in the day. This is back from 2014 that this all happened. But the wiener is trying to make a comeback. But according to the New York Times, um, they're saying he's not coming back. So wiener's not coming. Sorry, ladies, because um, he has nowhere to go. Because talk about being infamous. Uh, the wiener's about as famous as it gets. But he does have a plan because what started him all off on this whole thing um, is was a picture of his junk. And then also um, he ended up sending some of that junk to underage girls and so now he's actually a sex offender. And for some reason he's struggling with making um, his return to, to politics and other things. But he knows that this legacy is all he has. So he's decided to turn that legacy into some non-fudgeable uh, tokens. <laughs> Brilliant. Now, I think we've, we talked about non-fungible tokens on the show before, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. So if you don't remember what those are, basically it's where you take an image that's online that doesn't exist in the real world and you assign value to it and you try and sell it. And in case you don't remember this story, before it's taken away from us, before we have to pay him millions and millions of dollars, <laughs> there it is. Wow. The man's junk in question. That looks pretty fungible Nothing to fungible me. fungible there, Steve. <laughs> you reckon? I reckon you could funge that. Nothing fungible there. I mean, some nice tidy grays. Um, it was the it was the wiener seen round the world. Um, it was a great story. I mean, it was before we were doing the show on the internet. Um, this was a big part of a show that I did back in 2014. Um, there were some great headlines at the time, especially because it's in New York and they love a good headline. Wiener second coming, erect me, Mr. Mayor. Um, I mean, I, it was like, I could have done a whole show just on headlines covering this guy's, um, you know, Wiener. Um, the best thing that happened in the whole Anthony Weiner story was when he was running for mayor. And a big thing that happens in New York every year is the gay pride parade, right? And every politician, especially because you know he's a Democrat, the Democrats are you know usually going to win the mayorship of New York most of the time. Um, they have to be at this parade. They have to march in this parade. Parades are a big part of the political conversation in the United States. So Anthony Weiner was marching in gay pride after the picture of his penis had come out, and it led to this incredible moment. <laughs> Imagine the moment where you're standing there and you think you're gonna be mayor of New York and people are shouting your name and you're not sure if they support you or if they just love cock. Yeah. 
It's terrible. But I wanted him to win before the ended up being a sex offender because if he had won and become mayor of New York, they would have gotten to change one of those iconic staples of the city to this. <laughs> Which, there you go. That would have been good. I think it looks nice. I think it's good. And 2014. 2014, I made that image, Steve. <laughs> don't say we don't My prep Photoshop for this. Skill. That's right. We've been writing for this show for the last seven years without even realizing it. I mean, and that's when Photoshop was difficult to use. It was a pirated version. I didn't have Canva back then to make this shit crank it out. It was not easy. It was hard. I, did, I mean, it took me a, a good half hour to try and find that show. I still have all the notes from it. So it was my worst show. It got two stars. Everyone hated it. But still, that bit was good. Mm. They got two stars. But please give us some money on Kofi for this. <laughs> Same material. <laughs> you just saw that, uh, that that part of the show, which was in the first three minutes, uh, was the best oh, yeah. part of the hour. Yeah. All down, all the reviews said it was all downhill after the first three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> after that. I mean, come on, look at Look, look at that again, just because it'll never get used again. Where's it gone? Look at that. Because it looks like a cock with balls. That's yeah. the whole oh. thing. It's taking the heart. Oh, and I see it now. And it's a cock and balls. It only took seven years. Oh, I, I see what... Oh, yeah. Because it's not Mickey Mouse, which is what one reviewer said. <clears throat> reviewers shouldn't be allowed... No one... We need to stop caring about reviewers because they never get it right. It's up to the audience. Never. Never get it right. Um, right, some final comments before we go. Um, uh, like a cement mixer. I'm not sure what. So this, I think we're back to the chocolate. I think there. we're talking about Is the that... panning system. Sorry, panning. Ah, uh, right. And Going that's back. because, so it's like a, I think someone else said like a tumble dryer. So you put the balls yep. of uh, the nuclei of the Maltesers in like a tumble dryer of, of uh, I'm going to try it. I got a tumble dryer. I got chocolate. I got nothing else to do. Let's give it a go. That's not a bad idea. Try it. Go for it. Um, Ibogget says, LOL, they just proved that ether, so God won't be long away. Ether? Ether? A-E-T-H-E-R? I, I missed where that one. I was going to leave you to do these ones. Da, da, da. I know. Ibogget. I don't know. I'm not quite sure. Oh, no idea. No idea. Sorry, Ibogget, we lost there. Um, or the great prophet Zargon, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy reference, which is not something Steve and I are really au fait on. You better do um, How does this. one... Funge. You never funged, Arbogget. Was... You should funge. No? Okay. Uh, Chris Hood says he mostly does it alone. Arbogget mm. um, replies, hee hee. Uh, Chris Carlin says, I funged once, and that's why I'm banned from Tesco. Oh! Twice! <laughs> Bayerberg, you could have got in there with that joke. That one was waiting. Don't dilly dally with a Tesco joke because someone will claim it. All of this conversation about funge has nothing to do with the Anthony Weiner story, does it? I don't, I don't fungible. Know what, I don't know what a fungible fun tokens. Oh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> Non-fungible. It was your bit. <laughs> you forgot what it's about. Forgot what it's about. I got so excited that all the slides worked. <laughs> <laughs> um, Superdrug sells creams to deal with fungi. Oh, yeah. Little's fine. Good. Yeah, little. So far, good. Um, uh, and they have fungible aisle. They have a funge aisle in Waitrose. And Mark Randall says, a finger of funge is just enough to give a kid a treat. And that is how you get yourself uh, on the same register as uh, Anthony Weiner. Anthony Weiner. Here we go. Because I was thinking non-fungible. And this is funge. That's what the opposite, me. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Opposite. I've got some fungible assets. Not non-fungible. <laughs> 
Mine are all fungible, and they're all available on Kofi. Um, Chris Hood, did you see Chris Hood's tagline? Uh, I did not. Where's Chris Hood's uh, tagline? Which was, I funged once, uh, the original joke, I funged once and got um, banned, and that's why I'm banned from Tesco's. And then Chris Hood said, also frowned upon in Aldi. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, I clicked on the. Oh, I thought you were again. showing us your non fungible token. <laughs> Because that's an. I clicked on the wrong. If mouse. someone wants to buy that, I mean, it's not up to me to sell. It's your non-fungible token. But that's exactly the kind ah. of thing that's been shown in Edinburgh when we used to do our topical comedy shows in Waterloo in London, yeah. in England's London, in London's England's London. So yep. you know, if you're American, you might want to buy that because they like London. Should we take? What do you think that's worth, right there? Three pence. No, it must be worth more. Um, it's got to be. Yeah. It's, it's a unique. It's a take on an iconic uh, symbol. Uh, we could do. We could. I don't know if we could get away with putting that in our in our eventual sh uh, shop for merchandise. I can see us getting sued by the owner of the copyright for the original. Ah. They never find out. <laughs> yeah, we'll never be popular enough for them to find out. Uh, there we go. Uh, Chris Hood says, "Come on, Eric, keep up." Yeah. I, I got confused. Non-fungible, yeah. by my own comments. The total opposite. Bear, Bearberg says, Tesco, too upmarket for me, working on a little joke as we speak. Nice. Is that, I think maybe that was, yeah. just working on a little joke as we speak. Was it like that? Was that the joke? Yeah. <laughs> working on a little joke. Oh, uh, yeah. I get it. That's a joke, and I get it now. I'm just... It's too hot in my room now. It's just, yeah, I can't. I think we're done for an evening. Um, there you go. The Kofi link, <laughs> if you'd like to chuck some coins in the pot, it would be muchly appreciated. That way, if you give us enough money, we can stop doing Little and Aldi and Tesco jokes and one day do a Waitrose joke. That's the dream. Damn it. We'll never be able no, to do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else you got to plug? Have you got your, um, your podcast to plug? Podcast, yes. Just recorded another episode when we had back special guest, Mr... Anthony Scaramucci. So that will be dropping tomorrow. My latest conversation with the Mooch himself. So if you haven't already checked out the uh, American Exchange podcast, please do that. And um, yeah, what about yourself, Steve? You've been doing your radio podcast again. Yes. So if you follow me on Twitter, this is the easiest way. I mean, they are on you on um, whatever they're called. They're on TuneIn, the Deezer one. They're on um, uh, the iTunes thing, but just follow me on Twitter. It'd be easier at Mr. Stephen Allen, which is right there. I'm trying to tuck my jacket up so that my jacket covers the, the white of the shirt, so we can actually see the links. Um, yeah, yeah, you can get the these three podcasts of the edited highlights of the craziness that happens on Drive Time on Time 107.5. The uh, best radio thing to happen to West London and East Essex, or maybe the other way around, <laughs> East London and West Essex, for, forever yeah. almost. Give or take. Almost. Give or take. Yeah. Chris Curling says, what about an M&S joke? It's not just a joke. This is an M&S joke. Bing, ding. Yes. Creepy. Ugh, Jesus. Um, so, yeah, basically, there's the, the listen to the show, the actual show, and there's the podcast of the show. Um, that'll get you banned from YouTube, says I bog it. Which bit? Yep. Uh, probably show. all of this. The whole show. Um, but yes, we will now be on Wednesdays for a good while. That's the plan. And um, still at 9.30. I know uh, maybe someday we will go back a little bit earlier again, but we'll be Wednesdays at 9.30. Um, that'll be the next show. And then the week after that, same time, yeah, same place. See how it works. You know how weeks work. Yeah. 
whichever come can't really say whichever comes first if it's every Wednesday. It doesn't work anymore. Yeah. We killed that catchphrase. There's another t-shirt gone. <sighs> Damn it. <laughs> Damn you, Anthony Weiner. Uh, <laughs> um, so I think, yeah, we're all sorted. Next Wednesday, uh, 9.30. Brill? Yeah, that'll be it. Till then. There we go. We'll see you then. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Thank you for watching this from Comic Solving Problems. And if you feel like it, go ahead and like the video. Or subscribe. Commitment. <laughs>